all of you out there in Eorzea. Welcome to She Heals. I tank your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. Today is Friday, October 11th, and this is episode 189 of the shit podcast. 11 episodes away from 200. I'm your host, Vegan Pete, and always by my side, the wonderful, the lovely, the unfortunately a little under the weather struck by the con crud. Hey guys, Avi Ale here. It's Avi Ale. <laughs> you know you're, saddest, you're singing tonight. <laughs> the saddest Avi Ale has ever sounded. No, I've sounded worse than this before. On the podcast? Yeah, I think so. I had to miss two weeks, remember? And then and then I got my voice back and I sounded about like this. <laughs> Chad is really funny right now. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode is brought to you by Concred. Avi's been hit by it, couldn't go to work for two days, went to work today, and got sent the fuck home. Well, no. They said, no, you look horrible, get the fuck out. Wasn't that just that, it was, you know, like, we'll call you if we need you. Don't call me out on air, babe. And Avi's not selfish, she likes to share, so I got hit by it too today. Today is my day one of the con crud. Hopefully, I don't get hit as hard as you did. I'm a fighter, though, Avi. I'm not going to let it bring me down. I'm killing it with the power of Oktoberfest. A little ale for my ailments. That's not how that works. But again, thank you for sticking it out for the show tonight, Avi. She's been saving her voice all day just for you all. It's actually been like the past three days. I haven't really talked to anyone in three days. Saving it for all of you. Yeah, I really am. All of you trying. joining us live here at twitch.tv slash tank. All of you listening via the podcast or all of you watching it later on YouTube. She saved her voice just for you. And and chat's asking like what I'm drinking. This The tea I'm drinking is actually called throat coat <laughs> for sore throats has whiskey lemon ginger and honey so i am doing everything and i have another one in a little thermos over here does it naturally come with whiskey or did you add the whiskey i added everything that i just said to oh. it but it's my throat coat tea and most people <laughs> get a kick out of that and speaking of people that join us live we have some subs to shout out this week we have Fel Sayer and Orange Juice and Johnny Smith Apple, all first-time subs. So thank you so much, guys. Cater, a.k.a. Carter Pants, Wabberjacks, and Adlin for two months each. Kaizenken for three months, Avatar Lord for four months, Aurora42, Voxna7, Heavy Martillery, Misplays, all for five months, Marcus Kyler for six months, Mocha Jones10 for seven months, Patrick Mann X, eight months, Broly489, and CG Lazarus, both coming up on that one year mark there at 11 months. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> And despite being consumed by Concred, I think we have a good show for you tonight. We have new patch 5.1 special site to talk about. We have an event ending and another starting. New features for 5.1 and a bit of discussion sparked by Twitter. And we like to know what all of you have to say about what's going on in the Final Fantasy XIV world as well. So free, feel free to call in during the show. All you have to do is join the Discord, hop in that on deck channel, and then Avi will bring your ass into live on air. And we'll see what you have to say. Could be about something we're talking about. Could be something we missed and you just want to bring up. Whatever you want to talk about, let's hear it. We're in that patch 5.1 lull. How are you keeping busy? But 
before we get to any of that, we have everyone's favorite segment. <laughs> green Leaf Minute. <laughs> it's the Green Leaf Minute. Okay, I guess I'll Do you want to try it? I'll, I'll, just I'll try. This week's Green Leaf Minute comes from our friend to learn in Discord. And she asks, okay, I've seen this on some gear, but does advanced melding forbidden mean you can't use the melding two skill on the piece of armor? Okay, Pete, you can finish that <laughs> off. <laughs> so when T-Learn says melding two skills, they mean materia because there are no skills that you can meld onto armor or weapons. It's just materia that has stats on it. Uh, so on any gear that you see Materia slots on, those are guaranteed slots. And you can always meld Materia into them, and they will always be a 100% success rate. Uh, some gear has one guaranteed slot, accessories, uh, some two, like your left side gear, and some that you win from the Wondrous Tales that even has five guaranteed slots. And five is the maximum number of Materia that can be affixed to any gear, so after however many guaranteed slots your piece of gear holds, um, anything after that is considered advanced melding. So if your piece of gear says advanced melding forbidden, you can meld uh, any slots that are guaranteed. And after that, you can't meld anymore. Uh, if you hover over gear, you can see little open circles uh, if it can be melded, and the number of circles is the guaranteed melds, the guaranteed slots. If you're not seeing them, you can try right-clicking on the piece of gear, select a meld, and it will bring up the melding screen, and all of the gear that you have that can be melded will show up, and it will show you how many guaranteed slots each one has, and it also shows the materia that you have, and it will show you what uh how close you are to reaching caps for each stat so over melding is when there's no circles so let's say you have a chest piece and it has two circles on it Mm -hmm. so you can meld two things into the one for each circle Mm -hmm. and those will be a hundred percent uh after that it's advanced melding but there's no circles there's no circles that's what okay i didn't actually realize that there weren't circles for those so that's kind of cool so that is most of the time used for crafting and gathering end game gear you're not really spending the gill on materia to advanced meld lower level gear occasionally in the past it had been used for tanks for the beginning of each raid series Mm -hmm. Uh, but since they changed what stats you can meld now they took away uh, the main stat melds so you can't meld strength onto the gear anymore that has stopped as far as I can tell I haven't seen any tanks doing that this tier so it's pretty much just for endgame crafting and gathering gear at the moment and now it's time for Avi's Favorite part of the show. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. And Avi, I think you should take this one. I was going to say, I'll read all the short bits. <laughs> so this tweet of the week comes from one of my best friends, Hyper Pixie Games. And she's sharing that her eternal bonding ceremony in Final Fantasy fourteen is this Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, DM her if you're on Gilgamesh server and like an invite can't make it or on another server. She'll be streaming it live on Twitch at twitch.tv backslash hyperpixiegaming. Um, I'm really excited for this because she's this isn't something she's experienced before. And Icarus, who's uh, a very active member of our community and our free company, is is who the turtle bonding ceremony is happening with. There was actually like a whole exchange of goats. Like there was a competition on Discord to who offered the oh, most. Oh man, we should have done like uh, she heals, I tank bachelor. 
<laughs> we kind of or already, bachelorette. It kind of already happened in Discord a while ago with with goats being the um, the. But we could have done it on like we could have done episodes about it. We could have had content um, for the episodes. I don't think so. We could have. I don't think so. Damn it! Why didn't I think about it sooner? I don't think so. All right, now it's time for news and notes from around the realm. Something that's been in the game set since patch 3.5, Avi, over two and a half years ago, will be getting Thanos snapped away in patch 5.1. The Garo collaboration event will be no more. That's why if you're joining us here live in game, we're standing by the disreputable priest in the Wolves' Den, which is where the Garo collaboration was happening. 5.1, it will be no more. It will be ending. So if you just started playing or you're like me and have largely ignored it for two plus years, you have roughly two weeks to get it done. (laughs) We know that patch 5.1 is coming in late October. That's all they've told us so far. Are you going to try to do it? I doubt it. Okay. Uh, Which honestly, two weeks is plenty of time to get some of the glamour pieces you might want. It could be a little tougher to get the three mounts that are available. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get those mounts by winning front lines 10 times. You get one mount for that. You get one mount for winning the feast 30 times. And one mount for a combined 60 wins. Might be a fun challenge for yourself to try to do it in the next two weeks, though. So if you get those first two, you only need 20 more wins from either one to get it. So I'd say it's the 30 feast wins to start with is one of the harder ones. Makes sense. Uh, You have to get those wins with the title from the disreputable priest in the wolf's den. Uh, But that's kind of involved to go over on the podcast. Just Google the Garo and FFXIV collaboration, and there will be plenty of info explaining how you get started with that. And Susan Sprinkles in chat says that PvP has been popping pretty quickly due to the Moogle event, so this might be a good time, probably combined with people trying to get the last of their Garo stuff too. So Yeah, so that will be good for the front lines. Unfortunately, I do not believe that Feast is part of the Moogle Tome event, Mm -hmm. just front lines. Nice. Uh, there was a dev blog post made by Ritterina this week titled Ensembles Assemble. Uh, this is detailing a new feature that the performance feature will be getting in patch 5.1. The Ensemble feature adds a metronome to help keep your timing. It also has an option where if you group up with others, it will send the notes played by each party member to the server, which bundles them together and plays them back to nearby players. Uh, this post goes into a lot more detail about this, which I don't 100% understand because I've never used performance, but the gist that I'm able to get from it is it's supposed to make it so it sounds better when you're playing with other people. There's not going to be delay between it each time, other. It fixes the timing if issue. you're in a group together. Yeah, because you can't always account for lag. That's actually really cool that they're able to do that. Also, I have to realize this is kind of an old reference, but I realize I remind myself of like there was an NPR bit on Saturday Night Live. Where there was the two women and they would talk to each other in like the super monotone voice. <laughs> and they'd be like, yeah, that's really great. I think it was the one where Alec Baldwin came on and made his chocolate salty balls. And they talked about that. If anybody's familiar with this, like that's what I sound like to myself right now. Is <laughs> I sound like one of the ladies making fun of the NPR <laughs> ladies. That was... I don't know. I guess nobody else knows You should have saved it. your voice to read another segment. <laughs> I, can, I can read the next segment, but that's just... I'm In my head, I sound like the women wearing the ugly sweaters. Uh, there will also be five new instruments added in patch 5.1. You'll be able to play the trumpet, the trombone, the tuba, the horn, 
and the saxophone. Another feature being added is performance assist. It's a little blue pill, and if your performance lasts more than six hours, please call a doctor. Avi oh, I doesn't get, it. get the I joke. I get it. I get it. It was just not no. that good. It's basically for those of you out there like myself that don't know how to read music and can't just naturally play it. It turns it into a rhythm game, basically. So to try to teach you how to play the instrument. That's so that I might try. So it is that spooky time of year again, which means that the seasonal event All Saints Wake is right around the corner. <clears throat> It will be returning on October 17th at 1 a.m. and will run until November 1st at 7.59 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for both. Before we get to talk about the event, Pete actually shared something with me that he wants to share with you guys. Um, in regards to the poster that they put out for this event, it's incredibly childlike and um, it, seemed, it felt very different from previous posters. He wanted to kind of go through these and talk about this. Yeah, I looked at the at the post for this and the artwork that they gave I was like, why does it look like a little kid running around? It looks ha like a child's game. Have they always looked this way for this event? I was like, I don't remember anything like that. So I did go back and pick up all of the artwork for the past uh, All Saints Wake of Wakes events. So I want to go through the evolution or maybe de-evolution de yeah. of this artwork, depending on your uh, your take on it. I actually agree. I mean, it's, but yeah. So let's take a look at this first one. This is from 2014, I believe, the very first All Saints Wake event. So me being me, I would initially like complain about how really sexualized she is. But I have to say that like the stylization of this picture is really cool. It's really cool. It reminds me of a 60s, almost psychedelic poster. Yeah. A little Austin Powers-ish. But she's like, like, this is like peak slutty right here for Final Fantasy XIV. Peak Halloween, baby. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. So I got a, a Mikote cat in like um, a corset with a big bikini bottoms on and a one-legged like um, thigh high. And she's like a vampire with like a bunch of little pumpkin headed people kind of following her with psychedelic purple and yellow spirals behind her. It's a really, really cool kind of draw art rendering. Like I really like it. Pete, you need to actually describe these so I don't have to do this for each of them. <laughs> Remember people are listening. I'm just so distracted by that ass. And she's wearing like a corset and it looks like it should be like strapped to some thigh highs or something, but it's attached to nothing. It's like the corset in game. It's like that's. Oh, like, yeah. That's See, it. I don't recognize any of the gear. in game. That's an in game piece. I wish that we had a single thigh high that was purple and orange stripe. That'd be really cool. So then moving on from that psychedelic poster, we go on to 2015. And so it got a little bit darker. We don't have the bright orange and purple right now. Very much uh, black and grays, a little bit of yellow from the pumpkins and the beady eyes. Um, but still pretty Halloween-ish. Uh, they're still going for scary. It's a little more... Uh, they got a creepy Ahriman in the front. Like they did his tongue all along and like very creepy and... It's yeah. a, it's a little like Tim Burtonish. What was that uh, yeah. animation movie? Jack Skeleton. This one and the next one both kind of have a Jack Skeleton um, feel. So like not super scary, but still in Nightmare Before Christmas scary Sorry. theme. And then going <laughs> yeah, on <laughs> to 2016, 
they well, took yeah. away some and of the background them, characters so that, in this. But in them, they also are previewing the gear that you get in these and in the rewards as well. And in the next one, they did the same thing where they're previewing the gear. This is when you got like the um, uh, you vampire got the, chess piece and stuff. And it was it was really a fun one. And this might have been when you got the ghost. That, I think the ghost. Oh, I thought that was from the first one, but I'm not sure. But the ghost, is that's like the cutest thing in this one is the little ghost. Everything else is... Uh, still pretty scary. It looks, but like they did. It looks like Hawk Banner. But they even made the Arimon less scary than it is in the previous one. Mm-hmm. So it's getting tamed down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just more sinister, I would say, in this one than than kind of creepy or scary. They're just standing around in a hallway. Yeah, and it looks like a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. It does. I like the ones like turn it. I like that they have the male character who looks like a male Ara. And he's got the skeleton or the pumpkin head on, but he's doing the sh- the view you usually see the lady doing, where he's looking over his shoulder. So you see, can see I his did, butt. I'm not even convinced that's a man. I think that could be a girl. Um, I'm going with male. That butt. I'm going with male. None yeah. of the characters actually have good butts in game. Got a whip. It doesn't. Maybe I just got want to get whipped by a pumpkin lady. Okay. I want it to. I like it so much more thinking it's a male character actually doing a sexy pose because they don't do that. And then going on to 2017. Which is when we had the werewolves introduced. It's when we got the werewolf gear. So Which, we got by like the, way, the false, thought... not the false nails, but the werewolf claws. Yeah, I totally thought that was like last year. I didn't realize it was year before last. Um, this one is just like, like Pete kind of said to me earlier. It's like the girl's like, Rawr, I'm a werewolf. Yeah. And then. It's not scary at all. The She's... other guy is just like the wolf person that we mm-hmm. got in Stormblood. I forgot the name of the race, actually. Um, we still get a little pumpkin head in the background, but they definitely lightened this one up a bit. It's not dark like the theme of the other ones. Everyone's smiling and happy. In the other ones, everyone kind of looked like if they were smiling, it was very sinister. In this one, they're just like, yay, trick or treat, rawr. <laughs> and moving on. About as scary as I sound right to now. 2018, it really takes a big step towards like... Not maybe not necessarily like little kid like like the one we're about to get to, but it's de- definitely like a teenager ish one where it kind of looks like Kiki the delivery witch, <laughs> like like it's a little girl with a broomstick, like and there's the two ghost minions that you get. It's like you went to your first Halloween party. Yeah, like it's very young. It's very like it's got jack o' lanterns. That's the scary thing, or the jack o' lanterns, which I think that's the area they put jack o' lanterns all around Eorzea, which is really cool, but like. Uh, this doesn't even look like a character in game. Yeah, I wouldn't be like you said. We got those ghosts. I can't tell you if she's wearing any of the gear that we got. Mm-mm. And it's it's kind of boring, actually. That picture. It's very boring. You can see people around, kind of running around in the background. I think that's to represent us running around and doing the events in the in the house, which was a really fun one. But it just doesn't look. Yeah, I'm gonna say special. like all the Halloween events have been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So like as the events get better, this artwork, in my opinion, at least, getting worse. Yep. <laughs> Wando just asked, "Is it a special Halloween stream or is Avi sick?" Avi is sick. Avi sick. <laughs> Then moving on to this year's, it's horrible. There's a comic book series called like, like Itty Bitty, and I would buy my nephew Itty Bitty Hellboy. Yeah, and it reminds me of the artwork in there right. a little bit. It's like the GameCube version of Final Fantasy fourteen. Like what? So you have like just a little tiny, like Funko Papa looking character, and I think he's a warrior. He has a big battle axe, 
And then you have the BDI or I don't know. I guess that's the Ariman. It's the Ariman. Uh, Chili and KK agreed. Actually, says reminds them of World of Final Fantasy. Mm, okay. Um. Yeah. It it doesn't feel right for this game. Like it actually kind of angers me a little bit. <laughs> like, what is this bullshit? I don't play a child's game. This this is not a child's game. But except for like the witch's hat that the Ariman is wearing well they show that it's a mount because there's a there's a mikote on top of it so they're showing she's riding the ahraman yeah but except for that hat like you wouldn't really know that this is halloween no you even, barely see the jack-o'-lantern in the and back even the jack-o'-lanterns they have are smiling like yeah. they're not even slightly creepy they're so just it's gone from stupid. like sexy scary to little kiddish mm-hmm not scary at all, nope. barely Halloween-y event. Like, even in the werewolf one, like, they actually used a very similar font um, and font styling to All Saints Week. If you want to go back to that image, Pete, for everybody to see it, like, the font's very similar, but it got, like, it was at least in all caps and kind of trying to be, like, All Saints Week. That sounded great. And then now, when you go to the newer one, if you go back, Pete, it's, like, lowercase and cute and, like, appropriate, and I don't like it. I wonder if that's going to have anything to do with what this event is. Like, is the event itself going to somehow feature cute little characters like this? Oh, this is the one event we don't do that. (laughs) (coughs) So. Sorry. Just an observation I had because I saw that artwork and I was like, what the hell? Was it always like that? And I went back and looked and no, it wasn't. Mm Mm-mm. I hope this isn't a trend. I actually really miss the stylized. The, the first piece of art is my favorite. We go back to the original one with the psychedelic kind of feel to it. And they actually were, you know, like it just, it's more fun. I don't know. I don't like it. Yeah, I think that was my favorite one too. It was the most like artistic out of all of them, I thought. And I missed that. Uh, we actually got like wall hanger. Or we still get wall hanger posters for our uh, houses. But the first three are like cool posters just in general. Like mm-hmm. you, that would be a cool poster in real life. The other three, not so much. No. Uh, Cater Pants says, we just babysit random kids from around Limsa. That's it. That way, like, or we are we taking them trick-or-treating now? Or Well, the thing is, is that the characters actually look like Yishtola, and it looks like the Warrior of Light. Like, it's a warrior with the the axe and the original, like, higher starting gear. Like, it looks like legit characters we know that they've just made look infantile yeah not a fan i don't like it we i mean trick-or-treating has always kind of been a part of it where it's like the scare but um yeah i don't know and usually for the all saints wake we get some sort of dungeon to go into and you have to complete a little challenge inside that dungeon we've only had that the past two years and last year felt like a reskin of the previous year kind of like what they did with them still better than the other events we get well yeah hollow uh um Little Ladies Day or was it Valentine's Day? The, the I think it's Valentine's. Valentine's. Uh, they redid the same one from the previous year, but at least we, we and we're not even getting gear this year. Let's let's get back on topic. <laughs> yeah, back on topic. Uh, with this newest edition of the All Saints wig, you'll be able to start this event after you've completed the level 15 quest. It's probably pirates, part of the MSQ. You can get done quickly if you're just listening to us for the first time. I do love the name of that quest. Then head on over to the amphitheater in Old Gridania and talk to the Adventurers Guild investigator. Once you complete the event, you'll get a Circus Resonator mount which is a giant orange Ahriman. It's Ahriman, but it has a witch's hat, which is the witch's hat that we got from an event like back in day, 2014, I think. 
You'll also get a pumpkin carriage outdoor furnishing. Were you the only one wishing these were swapped and like that the carriage was the mount? Well, you said you wish they were swapped and I had already written that I wish oh, they were you? swapped. I don't read what you write. And <laughs> so, yes, I would have much rather had this pumpkin carriage as a mount. I legit got excited. I was like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm getting a Cinderella Prince's pumpkin carriage for a mount. I'm going to ride this all the time. Like if they would have made that be pulled by a couple Arimans, that would have been badass. It's not even Halloween-y. Like how is it Halloween for your yard? It's not, it's not, there's nothing scary about it because it's yeah. a pumpkin, I guess. Because you have a little carved door and a window, but there's nothing like frightening carved into it or anything no, like that. It's not, it's not anything special at all. Uh, well, what did you think about the mount? I mean, it's a reskinned Ariman. It's very orangish. It does look fairly scary. I feel like it looks cool. Like, like the Ariman is a, I like the way the Ariman moves. Because it was one of the few mounts that really transitioned from like a ground mount to a flying mount seamlessly. Yeah. Um, and so I do think it's a really cool mount. And we haven't gotten a Halloween mount in a while or All Saints Day mount. Um, it's just kind of a bummer that it's a reskin. I would rather have it be... They've done a lot of Ahriman housing items. And I would like there to be more outdoor scary items. Like it'd be really cool to make your front yards actually scary. And if he were just... Or she were just there as, you know, like... this awesome scary wing thing in your front yard and you got to ride around in cinderella's pumpkin carriage with the giant moogle in the back kind of looks like it's humping it i don't don't know but um i would be much happier could they have made it like a vampire moogle or something like that something to like spice up the halloweeniness a little bit the the carriage doesn't look like halloween at all i feel like that's something they they designed and just like threw it in and they're like "Eh." yeah i would have put like the actual pumpkin stock on top instead of that crown hat like it doesn't make any sense it doesn't feel well and people like like for rfc we're doing um a halloween maze in our basement we like fcs like to do like events for the different holidays but there's really nothing to do for your front yard you've got all these inside decorations to put up but there's not not a lot of halloween for there's christmas but there isn't halloween and i would like I think it's more fun to decorate your yard for Halloween than it is for Christmas. Yeah, I'd rather have that RMI in my front yard than as a mount. I mean, Christmas is when you decorate, like, inside for me. Like, you put lights out, but that's it. But Halloween is when you make your outside of your house, like, creepy so the kids, like, are scared to come to your front door. That's how I grew up. (laughs) And the last thing you get from this event is the wall poster that you can hang in your house. Uh... That's like a standard seasonal event type thing. Yeah. And like I said, I thought they should be swapped. And that's about all I have to say about that. I feel like chat's kind of agreed. Like like people are, uh, Rosé commented, it'd be really cool to have like a haunted lawn. Um, And somebody was like, said that they wish, they thought the same thing. They thought that the. Yeah, it feels more fairy tale over Halloween. And they thought that the, the housing item was actually a mount instead. I mean, it definitely looks like it could be very easily. Mm-hmm. Very much so. All right. So if anyone has an audiophile Final Fantasy XIV friend out there, here's a Christmas idea for you. The Eorzean Symphony Final Fantasy XIV Orchestral Album Volume 2 is now available for pre-order. You can pre-order now, and they will be shipping on December 11th. They better be a good friend, though, for this present, because it will run you 60 bucks for this Blu-ray. Okay, I was like, damn, Pete's a dick. And then I was like, oh, okay. It's actually $10 cheaper than the first one, though. Uh, It looks like this will contain 
the eight orchestral arrangement tracks that were released on a previous Blu-ray and 19 recordings of songs from the concert performances that they just had last month in Japan. And each song is in high-resolution audio accompanied by images to enhance the experience. You'll have three sound options in stereo, 5.0 near, and 5.0 far. Hmm. Footage from Eorzean Symphony Final Fantasy XIV Orchestra Concert 2019. And you can download the tracks for playback on your preferred device. And first runs of this will come with an item code for an in-game orchestrian role that has yet to be decided. Mm, that's kind of cool. So uh, the special site for patch 5.1 has gone up. We have talked about that patch in the last live letter a bit, and um, but this site continues to detail some of the information that we received from there. We of course know it's going to be called Vows of Virtue, Deeds of Cruelty. We talked about that a bit when it was first announced. It kind of seems like you talk about doing all this good, but your actions say otherwise and have actually been cruel. That could apply to many people in the story, like Emmett Selk, ourselves, even the Warrior of Light. And it does give us a little blurb that reads, Hades is no more, and darkness at last returns to the mantle of night. But victory does not come without consequence. How will the Scions mend the wounds of this broken world? What nefarious forces would dare rend them anew? And I'm curious what the nefarious forces would be. Hmm. But the mend the wounds of the broken world sounds very fetch questy to me. <laughs> yeah, I can see. What that. do you need me to do to help you? What, let let what me go. Bring you? Let me go pick some uh, Halone Gerbera or whatever. <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, we did get some pictures with these as well, and the first one we got is Alice and her brother talking to what I believe is a new mo. Okay, guys, I I looked at these earlier, and I was actually going to ask you. I meant to ask you who that was, and then my voice went away again, so I couldn't ask you. Yeah, I think it's a little new mo guy. Okay, and remind even Ch- though we're not, is- it's a. The guys with the big long ears, mm, but he's wearing like a red coat. I always referred to him as mole people. And he's in the like patch. He's in like the crystal exarch's chamber. Yeah, we are inside the crystal tower, so I'm not sure what we're talking to him about. Him about because it's actually the pixies that are going to be our new beast tribe in 5.1. Right. So obviously they need help for us to go fetch something for him. Of course, like we do. And after that, we have Dulia Chai. Uh, one of the residents. <laughs> Sorry, when you said that, it made me think of Julia Child. <laughs> and that made me really happy. But I don't think it's like a cooking thing, is it? <laughs> no, I doubt it. We have. Oh, not no, that's the, the yeah. larger Mikote. We have lady. not seen her cook, and oh, she my, had servants to I do totally stuff for her. I totally knew her name before, but when you just said it just now, it like I was like, that makes me so happy if it's like Julia Child. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's <laughs> talking to. Maybe she'll. She, I don't know. Alice's brother as well. So he's making the rounds. Did you go back to Alice's brother? Yeah. Okay. It's he's like Voldemort. He shall who shall not be named. Got it. Okay. Uh so maybe he has to do all the fetch quests and we just watch him do it. I don't know. You wanna like have a whip and be like, Go, oh, he who shall not yes. be named. I would like that quite a bit. <laughs> I have a feeling you would. So we are gonna be going it looks like we're talking to them in Yulemore. So maybe something else for us to do. We're going to go back over there. And the third picture we get is of the Crystal Exarch. Or the 
gatekeeper as i call but him. he's just like standing there like over well it's like over on a dock essentially yeah it's definitely lakeland in the back you can he's, see like, the happy. fortress where but like that's not a tease at all that's just like saying and you will <sighs> hey ladies who have been thirsting for this dude you will get some more of him well as we talk about the thing next i think this is probably going to have to do with that we're talking about the new dungeon next mm-hmm. and i think this might be leading into that new dungeon it looks so pretty so I'll leave that up. The new dungeon we're getting is called the Grand Cosmos. By the way, Pete, you were so good about using the new overlay, and you forgot to put chat into it. Pete asked me for a new overlay. No, chat's in it. No. Well, well they haven't typed anything. Maybe that's what it is. Chat's been quiet. The whole open area on the sides for chat. I just had it underneath the overlay. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I was like, wait, why is there this big empty area? So yeah, we've got a new overlay now to show you better uh, view of the images. So I hope you guys like that. Uh, so so yeah. yeah, the new dungeon we're getting is called the Grand Cosmos. And the preview reads... So pretty. Long ago. It looks like Versailles. So on, I'm going to keep interrupting you because I think it's fun to do something. On the far shore of the source. A great palace was built by the elves. Thank you so much, DRTV Dakota, for that sub. And Dakota, thank you so much for interrupting Pete again, because I think (laughs) it's really fun to do, and it's hard for me tonight. No, don't interrupt me with subs. I hate that so much. (laughs) A great palace was built by the elves, the Grand Cosmos, an edifice of such a magnitude, it was said to inspire envy in both the heavens uh, for which it was named, and the flowers that pervade its a boundless gardens. It's so pretty. I want to live there. Well, I don't know if I want to live there because, <laughs> like, I don't have the money to pay people to take care of it. But I want to at least like visit. As with so many wonders of the world that w- once was, its radiance quickly faded in the wake of the flood. Mm-hmm. Its halls falling silent, the throne sitting empty. That is until the palace was given new purpose when a mage claimed it as their sanctuary. Their only company being soulless solitude and the legion of familiars barring entrance to any foolish enough to seek an audience. Hmm. And that's pretty interesting to me. I'm here for that story. I like it. I hope Uh, they don't cut us short. I want to learn more about that. I want to meet this mage. Mm -hmm. Can we trade them for Yuri Anjay? (laughs) I would be interested in that. Yuri Anjay is a healer. I don't care. Okay. Uh, the elves built it. Do we think the mage will be elven as well? Elizen. They're called elves. They actually in... did call them elves. I thought they were elves in the first. Oh, that's right. We're in the first. Sorry. So I think that makes the trade for Yurian J even more appealing. Uh, and if, I mean, they have this great place. Look how amazing it looks. It, you, Like you said, it reminds you of Versailles. Mm-hmm. Yuri Anjay just has a little house in the pixie land. We're trading up, okay? <laughs> you want to trade? <laughs> okay. But this one, I mean, if this is a dungeon, then it's obviously been overrun a bit. So we're going to have to go. We on. got pictures of the inside a couple weeks ago. It looks fucking amazing in there. But there's, Immaculate. But there's stuff we're going to have to kill. There's like pests. But if we make friends with this mage, he owns it. But then every time we visit, we're going to have to kill the pests. No, we'll be the pest friends if we make friends with the mage, okay? <gasps> pest friends? Pest friends. Pest friends. Will you be my pest friend? Mm. And like I said, we got this new picture. And the purple trees in the left side of this picture is what makes me think it's also in Lakeland. Mm-hmm. Possibly what the Crystal Exarch 
uh, we're meeting him by the docks to go find this dungeon, maybe. <laughs> and the outside looks very cool. Uh, the picture is a little small for me, but it looks like maybe there's some glasswork or it's just like blue stone. Not 100% sure on that or teal stone. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the gardens look immaculate, uh, like a purple lining and a purple design inside of some green foliage. It looks like Versailles. <laughs> I've never seen Versailles. Well, you should Google that shit. I've been there in person. It's beautiful. <laughs> it looks like that. Not like that. And then we do get a mob also on the outside of the palace. Looks like a boss fight where you've got mages like providing, like they're powering a plant and like this female like branched being comes out of it. See, I didn't think this was a boss fight. Could no? be, but I didn't picture this as a boss well, fight. It the, looks very... The three mages below it, they all match. So it looks like they're summoning her in some way. I think that's not like, uh, that's us. That's players. No. There's a paladin. What? Oh, I guess I do see this shield. They all look like mages to me. <laughs> it yeah. still looks like a boss to me. Yeah. That That's us fighting it. it. It could be a boss. Definitely could be a boss. I think it's a boss. I, going boss. I didn't think it was a boss. Um, But yeah, it's got a female figure, but it also is like part tree. It's got branches growing out that almost look like wings. Yeah, the um, branches look. It looks really cool the way they did it. Yeah, it does look really cool. And then the last picture we get is of the gear. And Avi is usually super critical of I actually, gear. I've already looked at this gear. I really like it. Um, the, is the near gear, right? Near Automata, no, right? this is dungeon gear. Oh, is it just dungeon gear? So it has like a wolfish theme to it. Um, and it looks... Not like a wolfish theme. It is a wolfish theme. <laughs> That's fair. I really like it. I think it was really well done. I think it's a really cool looking armor set. Like I'm not jealous of one set over another. Like they all look very similar, but it also looks like it's a pack, like which is kind of kind of cool and I'm really excited to see how those pieces look. Um I I don't know. I feel like the werewolf we have in game right now is kind of like again, Arr, I'm a werewolf and this is like we're a freaking pack. Like this is just like I would have loved if they still gave like a white mage a robe white robe no the white mage might have the poofy pants i'm not sure um but i do think it looks really cool and i, I would farm for some of this gear especially the chest pieces and they've got nice big fluffy tails i was curious cool. what your opinion on this was going to be because i was going to say at the very least you can't say that they reused it no it's <laughs> nice to see something like original and yeah the tail is like what you wished the the uh, werewolf tail would have been before like that's actually like that's got some bush Gonna to it be a lot of furry costumes coming from that tail there is no shame with that don't act like there is i didn't act like there was i'm just saying I they're coming awesome. i also like that there's like it's it's very strappy like there's a lot of like buckles and stuff which kind of just adds a lot of dimension to the gear like like i like it when there's like slits in the pants and there's like a belt oh closing it because it's just not just another pair of black pants like it gives it like another level of detail which is cool because we have black pants in game so i know it's easy to make a set of gear with black pants but why not just put that you know extra level of detail in it and and give it that little little bit more and i think they did with this and i'm really excited to see how it looks in game um all the boots have like wolf toes and claws to it yeah i wanted to talk a little bit about that this definitely seems more fashion over function Um, You would never wear feet wear, like footwear like that. Like, you can't run in that shit. Bitch. (laughs) You're not a woman. You can do anything in shoes like that. Like, don't even. Come on. 
No, no, no. You just said we can do anything in shoes like that or women can do anything in shoes yeah, like we, that. We choose not to, but we can. I doubt that. Okay, maybe drag queens can, but <laughs> it can be done. Like you'd be clickety clacking and falling over. I don't like the feet. I'm in I'm into this gear. I don't like the footwear. Honestly, I've got a thing with feet though, so how, I don't like a lot of footwear. How are the feet any less practical than like a full suit of armor? With like the feet that you wear with a full suit of armor. You have like claws that would be digging into the ground and like getting in the way. I'm sure there were suits of armor that looked like that too. I know. The only good footwear is monk sandals. Okay. Stinky feet. You're the one with fucking, what do you call those things? Birkenstocks. Yes, he hates my shoes. Stink like all hell. All right, so that's the last of the information we got for that dungeon. Um, next, we have a new game plus. And we did get a couple of pictures for new game plus either. I don't know how much they're going to help us. They're tugging on some of your heartstrings by showing a picture of the Warrior of Light fighting alongside Horshafont, which I thought was brilliant of them to do. Be like, you know you want to relive the sadness. Looks like we're in the Sea of Clouds. I actually don't remember this scene. We're fighting a bird. It's probably just a picture that was a good screenshot of you seeing Horshafont and, and very recognizable for him. That's why they did that. Then we get a picture of the UI. It does look um, pretty slick. And thank you, Rose. I'm interrupting it because she says, hey, they're good for your pe- your feet. So shut up, Pete. Whoa. I might have added that last part. I don't like the way they look. He, I know. He hates them. I love them. So the UI looks really cool. Um, it's sleek and simple um, and has Heavensward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers and then parts to select from under each of those. The thing that is odd is that Heavensward and Stormblood only have four parts to them. So each part seems like it's going to be pretty darn big. Shadowbringers has two parts already, so then maybe they're breaking the expansion. Um, the point zero release parts in two parts and then the point one and point five in two parts as well. So it might not be that easy to just go back and play any specific piece of MSQ again. You might have to get through some of the quests to reach the part you want, which makes sense. It's not like a, I want to do this portion. I want to, you know, get to that part. And so to do that, I have to start here. Like, I feel like it's, it's I'd like to just play any part I want. Like if they just let you open up your, what's that book called? <laughs> uh, uh, Unending Journey or whatever, where you can view cutscenes. Yeah, that's not going to happen. If they just let you click on that quest and replay it. Why not? I mean, that would be cool, but it's probably a lot of work to make all those stopping points for you to be able to join it. This is like, don't don't be like, hey, we're getting this cool thing, but you know what? I wish it was that. That's the whole point about being a gamer. <laughs> ask for more stuff. Complain about what you get and ask for something else. We always want more. We always want better. <laughs> uh, there's two icons at the top of this picture. Uh, the one highlighted is the MSQ Meteor logo, and that's what's selected when we're seeing um, the different types of content to pick from. Uh, to the left of that is an icon of a couple of footprints. I'm not sure what type of content that will be for. Maybe different types of side content. Side content They might let us replay for future job quests. I don't know exactly what they're going to be doing for that. And thank you, Crow623, for subscribing. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'm starting to sound kind of better, actually, the more I talk. Um, so the last thing on the site are fellowships, which we haven't really heard a whole lot, John, but we we're curious how they were going to be different from link shells. And the preview reads, 
fellowships offer a new way for adventurers with common interests to band together. Join up to 10 fellowships on your data center or make your own and invite up to 1,000 players. Use them to announce community events, recruit for raids and dungeons, relay information to track down elite marks, and more. And Carter Pants going back to New Game Plus says, The footsteps are for exclusive and endless fetch quests. So you can relive all those amazing fetch quests that you did, Avi. You interested in that? You want to go run some more wine for that Titan lead-up quest? No, I'm good. Very good. Uh, what do you think about this fellowship, Savi? I don't understand how... I was wondering as I read it, like, is this something that they're creating specifically to be used in conjunction with the app? Because it definitely seems like something that already exists in-game. I mean, it's definitely larger than Link Shells, but... Um, I'm wondering if maybe it's they've coded it to directly tie in with the app because it's something that people have said the app needs. I feel like they would have told us that if it was. I don't think the it's app no, sucks. no. I don't think it's ready to be yet. I think they're like trying to build something. I mean, it's for coming that. in two weeks. I know that doesn't mean that the app side of it is separate pieces. Just use Discord out of game. The app is trash. <laughs> um. The part that interested me was it said, join up to 10 fellowships on your data center or make your own and invite up to 1,000 players. So that made me wonder, is there going to be like 10 things, 10 fellowships on your data center that you can just like see a list of and join on your own? You don't need an invite to them. Mm. Like, is it going to be one for crafting just, and gathering? The fact you can just join them without needing an invite is interesting. Or is it just saying you can join up to 10 on your data center? Chat says like an in-game forum is what they're thinking. I actually think that makes sense. Good for coordinating, depending, like there's a hunt fellowship, a crafting. So I, 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 I'm I, wondering if they're going to be. I don't understand how that's so much different from just the link shells, though. I don't think they're going to be player made. Maybe. No, use it. It says invite, make your own. Invite up to a thousand players. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. We can't really trash on it, Pete, until we see what's offered through it. It's the whole point about doing a podcast. You can trash on whatever you want because well, it's your podcast. I don't do that. We're not trashing on it. We're trying to figure out what the fuck it is. And we're wildly speculating. Yeah, I don't do that either. <laughs> Wild speculate away. I'm going to drink my tea. Taking applications for new code host, co-host, sheheelsitank at gmail.com. So yeah, Raze just said it's not meant to be a live chat. It's more like posts. So it's more hmm. like the forums, which if I read, if you'd listen to me, he doesn't like to All listen right, to me. All right, we'll see. He blames it on the fact that I sound like this right now. All right. We'll see if it helps you plan stuff. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. But it also says relay information to track down elite marks. That's something you need to do in real time. Feel better, Avi. Sorry, I am late. Love you both. Does the podcast get to hear that too? Uh, I believe it does. We've never got a donation live before. That was amazing, Sweetie. Thank you. Thank you for that for $25, (laughs) Sweetie. I really appreciate that. It was really funny. I was like, who's talking to me? I'll have to go back and listen later to see if that did come through or not. If it didn't, it was the note that Sweetie had written with the tip, and it was just very cute. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So I am interested to see what it is. I hope it's good because I'm always down for better player communication and planning stuff in in game chat just told us they heard it that means the podcast oh i know they heard it i was just wondering if it came through on the recording equipment i have no idea so we'll see we'll see if it makes the podcast (laughs) all right do you have a 
Do you have a lore question for me today? I do, but I realized that when I took it from Discord, I forgot to write down the person's name who made the question. Oh my God, you don't even have credit. I don't have credit. And then I was trying to look for it while we were recording. And then I was like, he's going to get mad at me because I'm not paying attention. So I had to stop. So Why should this week be any different? Person in Discord who gave me this question, I really appreciate it. Uh, this question um, is back from uh, the Garlean Coils raid. The what? Garlean. Garlean Coil raid? Well, back when we were doing the Coils raids with the Garleans. It's not called the Garlean Coils raid. I was just trying to tell you, like, back when we were raids fighting against Garleans. That's it. Just think of Garleans. You know what I'm talking about. What is the name of the NPC Nail Van Darnus's brother? A. Neil Van Darnus. <laughs> Neil Van Darnus. B. Eula Darnus. C. Hammer De Varnus. Or D. Solas Van Darnus. All right. I doubt it's Solas trying to trick me because I know that name from the Emperor. Uh, what is it? Nail? Nail Van Darnus. Eula Darnus. Hammer De Darnus. Solas Van Darnus. Is it? Isn't A the name of the guy in the question you're talking about? It is. So I have Hammer or Ula. I'm going to go with C. I don't know. <laughs> Did you fuck up the question? <laughs> that was my dumb answer. Hammer? Why not? Nail <laughs> hammer. Maybe his parents were woodworkers. I don't know. So the whole lore behind Nail Van Darnus is that she took her brother's hammer identity. Her real name is Eula Darnus, and she took her brother's name of Nail Van Darnus. Yeah, I don't remember any of you that. You were shit. you were right at first. You actually said, "Oh, isn't it A? It's Nail Van Darnus." So like, I thought you got it right, and then you said, "No, Hammer Day Darnus." So it's A. Yeah. Because cause we knew her as Nail Van Darnus, the NPC Nail Van Darnus is actually Eula Darnus. It was the girl who was pretending to be the guy. She took on her brother's persona. You knew this. I, I didn't know that. Yes, you did. We've talked about it. Unless something can help me in real life, I don't remember shit. <laughs> but I like... I made Hammer Day Darnus when I was just like, I was laughing and I was trying to think of like the stupidest name I could give well, it. Well, I liked it. <laughs> uh, All okay. right, Oakenhop undefeated says, still. How do you not remember? Because she turned out to be a super hot Thylander without that mask on. It's true. I, I think at that point when I was going through the binding coil, <laughs> like, I don't know where you got the fucking Garlean coil. Um, From the person who gave me the question. <laughs> uh, I think I was skipping cutscenes at that time because I was just trying to get to Endgame. Oh, I'm sorry. Even though that is Endgame. Yeah, don't do that. But I yeah. was trying to catch up. So now, what was the name of the NPC Nail Van Darnus's brother? Nail. Eula. No, finish the whole name. Van Darnus. There you go. <laughs> I know that part. <laughs> I don't know, do you? <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> I still think they should have named him Hammer and Nail. <laughs> I thought that was such a bad joke. That you would like immediately. That's the best joke you've ever made. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. That was funny, though. 
Let's move on to something else. We are running kind of long. I can't believe it took so long to talk about patch 5.1. Uh, I threw a question out there on Twitter this week, Avi. Mm-hmm. I asked, does anyone else wish the 24-man raids would get a tune-up so that you actually have to do mechanics again? Or do you just like getting something easy and quick for the Alliance Roulette? I tweeted that out from bored frustration of getting Labyrinth of the Ancients and Alliance Roulette again. But it got a decent amount of response. I actually thought that was a really interesting question. I, did, I When I saw it, like people responding, I actually thought you were just tagged in something. I didn't know you were that clever. <laughs> You're like, can't believe your dumbass thought of a good question. Yeah. <laughs> and even though I tweeted that because I was bored in there, I started to think of doing these, from, doing these fights from the perspective of a new player. Mm. Uh, if you did it via Duty Finder, uh, like the majority of new people do when they're going through for the first time, I think they would be underwhelmed. Yeah. Because there's many fights now, especially in Labyrinth of the Ancients, uh, where it seems there are no mechanics to do at all, and all you do is DPS the boss down. Mm -hmm. So if you ask someone what they thought of Labyrinth when it first came out, and someone who just did it now for the first time... Never skip cutscenes. Watch them all. (laughs) Never skip cutscenes. Watch them all. Did you add this with the, the closed captions? Is that what that is? No, that's always, we just never gotten tips. During the podcast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you for that. $5, DRTV, <laughs> Dakota. Okay. Give like 25 cent tips just so we can keep hearing that. It's so funny. <laughs> I think I have it set to at least a dollar. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'd be like 25 cents four times. <laughs> um, so, yeah. If you asked a new player who just finished Labyrinth of the Ancients and then asked a veteran player who did it when it first came out, I think you would get two vastly different answers. And I think the veteran player probably is going to say they enjoyed them a lot more than what a new player going through for the first time would say. Well, like my favorite thing to do uh, in game, honestly, my favorite thing in game is when the new 24 man, oh, it's going away, when the new 24 man raids come out and doing them new with everyone else that is my all-time favorite thing to do in game like i even when i was super busy with school and like the new raids come out i'm like i have to play them right now because i I I find this really fun they're the most fun when they first come out except for every once in a while you get that asshole player who woke up at three o'clock in the morning to do it knows all the mechanics and wants to shout out all the mechanics the first day that it's come out right but eh. the thing is is i'm just saying i just wanted to bitch about something okay no but like even in those groups that i'm with when that person shows up i'm vocal enough that i'll type in alliance chat hey please you know this is week one please be quiet let us learn it and then when i've done that people have backed me up and so then that person shuts up or leaves like I've I've actually shut those people up before. Do you so, drop a bitch at the end? No, I'm very polite about it. I've even done like I was in a dungeon when it was brand new and the person was giving us tips and I said, Hey, this is my first time. I would really love to do it blind if I could and then actually like both of the other the DPS, like the tank was one giving tips. The two other DPS are like us too. We'd really appreciate going blind this one time. And it's like he's outvoted, so he just is like, Okay, I'll be quiet. And and like if we die, obviously they'll be like, Hey, there you can help, but we didn't die. We just learned it. And so I, I feel the same way about twenty four man raid. Like that's when it's like that's the only time you get to learn new mechanics in a group that large without people with a, a smaller amount of people who already know the fight and i just think that's so fun and i really love that 
Yeah, so all of you that just started playing or, you know, started playing at uh, Shadowbringers and are getting to your first 24-man raid when it comes out new, it's so I think wonderful. you're in for a really good experience. And it's really exciting to see, like, because it's based off Near Automata and that just the game design of that. I didn't play it, but I watched Pete play it, and it's a beautiful game, and I'm really excited to see how they, like, meld that with Final Fantasy fourteen. I think it's going to be a really cool experience. Yeah. And like I was saying, how you're going to get that vastly different perspective of someone who's playing through it for the first time now and the veteran, I think that's a problem. Uh, Square Enix should want uh, a good experience for new players going through. And Square Enix does seem like they care about the new player experience. They're going back and streamlining parts of A Realm Reborn. Um they can have a good new player experience in old Alliance raids as well, and with not a lot of effort either, I think, uh, which we'll get to solutions to this in a bit. In addition to having a better experience, new players should be exposed to mechanics from these fights that may show up in later fights. And that sentiment, sentiment was echoed by our resident Greenleaf at Hyper Pixie Games, who tweeted, as someone still working through the earlier parts of this game yes i really enjoy learning mechanics and blowing through mechs it doesn't help the new players in there nope not, so, not at all i liked hearing that from a new person to the game who agreed who since she's having a lot of fun with it and it it does make sense and then it's really sad like i mean i understand not wanting to get stuck in a 24-man raid because it's so difficult that people like unequip their gear to lower their eye level so they get the easier ones but then if you do get in one of those higher ones like everybody and it's new and then it takes a really long time so like the adjusting the difficulty is almost like they need to make the easier ones harder and the harder ones easier because it's new play people playing it and it's like the dynamics different I really don't think they need to make the harder ones any easier. Well, I'm trying to find like a happy medium to get people to actually do them so that people who need them won't have to wait a long time for a queue. I would say just have better rewards for the later ones. But yeah, I, I definitely think even though a lot of us think that they should be, I'm not, I'm not even going to say difficult. Like, I don't think if you do it, uh, let's move on and then I'll make a point later. Okay. Uh, like I was saying earlier, I got pretty bored in Labyrinth of the Ancients. I know a lot of other people do too because I have observed what a lot of what Scottish Bastard tweeted to us. And he things says, the thing that annoys me is when some veteran players run in and just don't do anything. They run to the end of the arena and sit there knowing the rest of the party and alliances will be able to beat it. Really irritating. That's when you vote kick. And I 100% agree with this. And I actually think this is part of the reason that some of the harder level ones end up vo voting abandoned. Because oh, yeah. there's people just not doing shit. That makes sense. Um, obviously, those people are asshats for doing that. But Square Enix should have such, shouldn't have such easy content where that can even happen. And I'm not saying that you have to go into each alliance raid trying to be top DPS or anything like that. But you should at least be doing something. You yeah. shouldn't just be standing still or running in circles that's super selfish like that's ridiculous don't be a dick let's go back to the hashtag don't be a dick <laughs> it's this do nothing mentality that does lead to wipes on fights that actually still have mechanics uh and even in labyrinth you will have the occasional wipe or two because people aren't trying and get killed by ancient flare uh but from what i can tell you get synced down to the eye level at the end of a patch cycle 
So for the 2.x, a Realm Reborn, you'd get synced down to 130 for all three of the 24-man raids in a Realm Reborn. And Labyrinth of the Ancients had a minimum eye level of 50. Circus Tower had one of 70, and the World of Darkness was 90. So the eye level difference between what the minimum is and what you're being synced down to Mm -hmm. is 80 eye levels, 60 eye levels, and 40 eye levels, which is a big difference. Yeah, they need to adjust that. When you're 80 or 60 above the minimum eye level, the fights just are not the same. I feel like it would be kind of fun to do Labyrinth at the Agents at like a really low minimum eye level again. Well, Like make that content how you have to play, how you had to play it originally. That's basically the only issue here is that the... uh, the eye level sync is wrong. Yeah. That's so, it. That would fix it. A 40 eye level difference is a little bit better for the last raid. And World of Darkness is the only one out of those three where you actually do still do mechanics mm-hmm. for all the fights. Which means that that's where the eye level should be for all the fights. Yeah. So this led to a couple of responses. At Johnny Smith Apple tweeted, I'd love nothing more than to have all content pose some challenge. I just think the level it was created at also has that sense of ease and everyone being maxed out makes it a lot easier chat saying really funny things are like legacy mode that brings back to life new feeling love that concept no canop just said ff14 classic it's like what wow is basically I think doing. they've already like people have asked to get 1.0 back and they're like nah you don't no, want 1.0 but this is a really simple thing that people are already running if they just adjusted the the eye level sync you would get that feeling from at least this content. And this is fun content to do like that, in my opinion. So I think it'd be really cool. And KK McLeod tweeted out, I like easy, especially if I have to run it 30 times for earrings. Uh, I like how in newer content, they level cap final bosses. So it's not an embarrassing Thornton like steamroll. So you could eye level cap to the max of the patch it was released in. So with those two tweets, one recognized the problem, the other had a solution. And I think they both hit the nail on the head. And that would be the most feasible fix for this. I think you could go either max eye level of the patch it was released in or simply do whatever eye level gear it drops. Mm, Uh, That's the max eye level you'd sink down to. Uh, If you go by gear, the eye level difference from the minimum and the gear it drops would be 30 eye levels for... A realm reborn so each one would have a 30 eye level difference in heaven's ward and stormblood alliance raids if you did that it would be a 25 eye level difference and i think 25 30 is a good gap for how much above you are the minimum eye level the fights will not be so hard like because they can be difficult if you're doing at minimum eye level. Well, that's why the 41 seems okay for me because people yeah. are still having problems with that content. But if you're 25 to 30 above the minimum eye level, you still have to do the mechanics, but it's not going to be too hard. The, the only problem I see with that is it they I see people not queuing for it anymore, even though it has a wonderful um, experience bonus or tome bonus like that's probably one of the most beneficial roulettes for you to run if you're trying to level or if you're trying to get tomes like that's one that I'm always like ooh, do I want the experience points or do I want the tomes like I gotta like choose because they're both pretty darn good I don't because I think it only gets a little bit it just makes you have to do mechanics like and when you fuck up I'm a just, mechanic it's I'm not just, even gonna wipe the group I'm just being honest like in Ozma Ozma you can wipe the group if you fuck up a mechanic and if you're lowering the eye level requirement on it you're more likely to I'd say even that one's getting to the point but that's like, because the eye levels are so good I know but that so that's why I'm saying like you know like the, but that's what it should be we should have like if people that know the fight 
it's not hard to explain. You should be able to relay that in chat. I'm not disagreeing with you, Pete. I'm just stop trying, disagreeing. I am trying yeah. to like kind of say how people might respond. Yeah, I know, but I do think. But that my point was that the rewards for doing it are still solid enough that I think they could make it more difficult and people would still queue for it. Yeah. I think that's I think it's a really good idea. I thought this is a really fun conversation that that you started. I'm proud of you. And <laughs> not everyone felt that this was the best way to go about things. Our not. friends over at Maelstrom Radio said the option is there to do it at minimum eye level. So they have the choice if people wish to do so. It'd be easier for them to incentivize using eye level versus tuning it differently. Properly incentivized, it would get people queuing for it. Mm -hmm. It's tougher and requires more time. So a few extra few nuggets on the gear treadmill wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. And not a bad idea. But the problem I foresee with this solution is that there isn't a way to use the duty finder for minimum eye level. And like I said at the beginning, that's how most new players attempt content just by queuing through the duty finder yeah uh you have to set up a party finder for minimum eye level or join one that's already up and a lot of new players don't use the party finder for content let alone know there is a minimum eye level option you can click and and if you're queuing in the party finder are you still able to do the roulette or does it have to be an actual queue for the you don't get the roulette bonus if you go through party right so you lose the bonus too but i'm getting more so what he's saying is make it an option but even so, that would be a really long queue. Yeah. You'd either be waiting for 23 other people to join that queue, or if you're using Party Finder, you're waiting for 23 other people who want to attempt an alliance raid at the minimum eye level. Without you're going to be waiting yeah. a really long time. Yeah. And I'm not sure what an extra few nuggets on the gear treadmill would be. Would it be extra drops from that piece of content, extra poetics? It'd be poetics and the experience points. And... That doesn't give incentive for an experienced player to join, one that's already max level. Well, uh, poetics, if you need the poetics, good. Not poetics, but tomes. Not poetics. Tomes, sorry. Well, everything's tomes. It's just the name before the tomes. Whatever (laughs) tomes they have, Pete, I'm I'm not sure. I said poetics. That was the wrong one. Let me, like, pull this up and see lines. It's phantasmagoria. Like, you don't... You get, uh, you have to be on a level, yeah, you have to be on a max level character to uh, see those tones. Yep, I'm not on a max level character at the moment because I equipped my character that had the Garo gear so I could show that off. <laughs> yeah, right now we have Gosha and Phantasmagoria. Thank you guys, I'm sorry. So you think you should just up that for, I don't know, then it gets really easy to cap, I mean, it's already easy to cap tomes. If you like doubled it, it'd be crazy fast. So yeah. I don't think that's the best solution. I think just sinking down the eye level that you sink down to to the eye level of the gear that drops from that content. I like getting different options. So in the conversation, you don't want to, if everybody just comes up with an idea that you agree with, it's not a conversation. Yeah, but some ideas are bad. It's not a bad idea, Pete. <laughs> All right, Avi, do you want to talk about your story that you wrote up or should we go ahead and get to the community roundup. Let's get to the community roundup. It's the community roundup, partner. Oh, you literally didn't put anything in there for me. I told you all I wrote was no, what you it didn't, was. No, you didn't tell me that that's... I didn't realize that that's what you did. All right. So I um, recently joined a campaign um, 
called Smilebringers is actually the name of the group. And uh, for the month of October, from the 6th until the 31st, we're streaming for the Ditch the Label organization, which is a um, nonprofit to help. Uh, it's an anti-bullying organization that um, they they not only not only about anti. Oh no, Bushemi just Bushemi just rolled out of his fucking bed. <laughs> <laughs> scared awake it's okay puppy it's okay okay <laughs> um so sorry <laughs> i got a little thrown <laughs> um so like their their mission is that they believe in a world that is fair equal and free from all types of bullying their mission is to combat bullying by tackling the root issues and to support young people who are impacted it is estimated that every three minutes at least one person will benefit from our support and so the fact that they've added uh gaming into one of their um sort of directives is really huge because like ditch the label is actually probably one of the largest anti-bullying nonprofits there is um, and so I think it's really great that now we're able to kind of bring anti-bullying to gaming because people don't always think about it that way. But they do things like they have campaigns for equal pay, you know, um, guys searching online. Like, is it OK for guys like like uh, sexual equality, um, like equal love, body confidence, like your face, the hidden side to, bull- to bullying? I'm trying to like, again, I have no notes on this. Um, you can check them out at us.ditchthelabel.org um, or uh, we're Smilebringers and we're on Tiltify, which uh, is Tiltify. It's on Pete's computers. I put the links in the chat already. So it's Tiltify.com backslash at SheHealsITank backslash SheHealsITank ditch the label with dashes in between that last bit. Um, and it will be in the show notes. It will be in the show notes. So uh, we are going to try to raise $200 toward our $1,000 goal for the month of October. And so every Wednesday, our dual streaming campaign, our dual stream nights is going to be focused on um, anti-bullying efforts. I had really wanted to put effort into it this past week, but um, I was unable to because I had no voice. You got sick. I had less of a voice than I have now. And um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to have found this group. Um Thank you to um, uh, Johnny Smith Apple for for sharing the information about this campaign. And I got in on it just right when they first started it. And I think it's really, really great, especially because we've had all this conversation recently about anti-bullying. And it is something I want to sort of try to bring more attention to in my streaming and, and in the podcast if I can, because I think gaming should be fun. And, and you, sh- you know, it should be a place. It's a place where people go to get away from the things that stress them out in life and, you know, or make them unhappy or, or where they go to feel welcome or whatever. Everybody has their different reasons for gaming. Um, but, but it's, I want to help give people the tools to understand how to respond to bullying or if you are being bullied in games, like have somebody to talk to. So, um, this is kind of a really important thing to me and I'm really, really excited and honored to be a part of it. Um, so yeah, that's, Thank you so much. There are for a that. bunch of. Avi. There's like 20 other um, oh. uh, people on our group, but Pete only put ours, and I wanted the whole. Hey, you gonna shout out all 20? No, I just wanted to give the actual link. I gave the link. No, you didn't. Go ahead and talk, cause I can't do it. Well, I was gonna say we had someone on deck that I'd like to bring in. Okay, so I was trying to say. Uh, if you just go to tiltify.com 
and just look for smile bringers you'll find all the supporting campaigns and all of the people who are streaming during the entire month of october to try to raise money for this particular event so if it's not you know since we're only dedicating our wednesday evenings to it then you can definitely check out um like i just said apple smile bringers which was johnny smith apple and other people to this campaign um who are doing it to have them to, to donate in other ways okay and now we have Chili joining us live on air. Chili, how are you doing tonight? I'm not too bad, thank you. By the way, I want to say incredible um, choice on cherries. That's yeah, it, yeah. Thank you. And it's all Avi. Thank and you, that, Avi. That was a lot. That was because of TwitchCon, meeting people and talking to people and people like Sweezy and other people in chat who shared their experiences with being bullied and and stuff. And it was just it made me really feel like I wanted to try to, to bring another level to our podcast if we could. And I feel like being a part of something more helps do that. I don't know. So make sure you guys tune up, tune in for the next Wednesday stream. I promise to have a voice. It seems to already be getting better with all the tea and the whiskey. The whiskey's <laughs> helping. <laughs> all right, Chili, what do you have going on? what do you want to talk about? Um, well, I want to say about the dungeon, it looked really good. I'll admit that. And I wish we could have that as a house. Jeez. Right. Oh, uh, we we don't even have enough houses in game. They're not going to give us a ginormous mansion. Be wonderful. <laughs> oh, they should. Mm-hmm. For me. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? You think this is ESO? <laughs> it does look like an ESO. That's because that's instanced uh, housing. That's why you get more. But no, I am looking forward to a lot of things in 5.1. I think the main thing I'm actually looking forward to, which a lot of people are going to be confused by, is Blue Mage. Yeah. Why are um, you so excited for Blue Mage? Well, I enjoyed Blue Mage in the previous. I liked it when it was level 50, so I'm looking forward to having level 60 abilities. be interesting to see what we can learn from Alexander. See, I liked Blue Mage when I could do stuff solo. I didn't like having to queue for dungeons with other Blue Mages to get abilities. I just like doing stuff on my own. I thought it was going to be like something I could play solo, yeah. uh, but that well, wasn't the Blue case. Blue Mage is getting its own unique dungeon. Well, I might check heard. that out. Um, so they're going to do podcast, more. Pete. Mass, According to you, you need to so you can talk carnival. about it. Why do I need to do stuff? Chili's on here talking about it for me. <laughs> <laughs> they said there's going to be uh, a new Mass Carnival as well, right? Yeah, which I think is tied to the you know unique dungeon. If I'm brightly so. Um, of course, we're housing in 5.1, and I know you're camping for your large house. Um, I'm going to try and get a medium. Yeah, Thanks. I'm most Good excited luck. for restoration of Ishgard and the new housing, and hopefully restoration of Ishgard leads to Ishgard housing. Mm, I think it will. It makes logical it sense. It will. Yeah. But it, it, it's probably going to be like 5.4, I want to say. Yeah, it'll be a bit, which is fine. Because it's... Because it's pretty much confirmed that we're going to be on the first for the first few patches. In fact, most of Shadowbringers is going to be on the first, so. Mm. I like that. All right, Chili, do you have anything special coming up? Any streams that Moogle go round or PlayStation and Chains got going on? Um, well, the biggest thing is the fact that we've got a plushie to give away for Moogle go round because we reached 150 followers. Thank you to everyone who followed. That's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. So... Yeah, go check it. Also, we've got Mioni on next week. Yay! Ooh, Hashtag nice. the big 150. Yeah, we season. <laughs> That's congratulations. Um, yeah, Mioni's a sweetheart. So go ahead and tell lovely. people what time you guys go on. I haven't set a time yet because <laughs> I'm, also on work, I'm also on work to game to do a live reaction with them during live live. Oh, yes. So. 
So next week when we are uh, broadcasting, I think the live letter might be going on at the same time. Didn't we do a no, live reaction before? it starts really early. It was like 4 a.m. or but, something. Oh, maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot we'll where they were doing it. You, we'll be ready for when you record, though, so you'll have it all there. So Pete will be taking that week off too, that day off so he can do all the things. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Chile. I'm uh, surprised that's Moogle Go Round Radio. Twitch.tv backslash Moogle Go Round Radio. I've listed a few names down so I can try and get as many in a few seconds as possible. So if you want to time me for 15 seconds, I wanted to give as many shout outs as possible. All right, I'm going to have you start in five seconds. In four, three, two, one, go. Twitch.tv says Master Radio. Twitch.tv says Gather Together. Twitch.tv says Shields Attack. Twitch.tv says Mishap. Twitch.tv says TV. Twitch.tv says Mishap. Twitch.tv says Mishap. Twitch.tv says Mishap. Twitch.tv says Mishap. Twitch.tv says No, it wasn't. That was only 11 seconds. I counted 15. I was actually looking at a clock, you jerk. I count fast. You got four more You got four more seconds, Chili. Go. Twitch.tv after Caden. Twitch.tv says Mishap. So Twitch.tv says Mishap. Go around Radio. I guess I'll say Shields Attack again. Go Twitch.tv says Mishap. Twitch.tv says Oh, now you went over the time. I think and next time, Chili, just say at twitch.tv, she heals. I tank. We'll go around radio. You can just like you don't have to keep repeating that part. You'll, you'll get to like double your your output. There you go. Just a thought. I had to stop. Remember, so that second I went over. <laughs> I feel like that was fair. It was wonderful. All right, thank you so much, Chili. Love you guys. You too, have sweetheart. a great morning over across the pond. Feel better soon, Avi and Pete. Thank you. We got to 3% last night on Titan. Uh, Bye. Congrats. (laughs) All right. Now some time for some listener reaction. We got the Scottish bastard who said, I had to skip ahead and listen to the last episode. I was super excited to get mentioned. Loved the retelling of the lore. (laughs) LOL. Tide Eyes, a.k.a. Deity, says, as a veteran player of many years, I think it's it, this is Final Fantasy XIV's equivalence of getting tired of the same old vanilla sex and deciding to try some light BDSM. Nothing exciting happens in the 2, 2.0 raids anymore. Last time I had to start a convo about. Do you know what this is? By Bimbap. Bibimbap. So that I don't quit early. It's like an Asian dish. It's Korean. Korean. Yeah. At Rathox says, I really like having to deal with mechanics personally. This is in regards to your question about raids. Um, I do wish there was a way for the game to teach it more without just giving it away. I don't know how this could be done, though. With 24 player and MSQ run specifically, I found you're just experienced to know everything first run. I really hope those MSQ runs get put into the trust system eventually. Mm-hmm. Or the squadron system. Either one would work. Yeah, I would like that. Uh, Tlearn597 says, hmm, I still feel like if you don't do mechanics right in the mock series, you can get in bad shape. Yeah, there's definitely still some 24-man raid fights where you do have to do mechanics. It's just some that annoy us when we don't have to do anything. And chat said it, uh, Oak said it took him a year to learn, to understand what the stack marker meant. And he thought it meant to spread for like a year. And if nobody tells you... You won't know. So, like, that's that's super frustrating until that one person goes, Dude, why are you running away? This is you're supposed to stack. You're like, what? <laughs> um, at Heems White Rock says, I'd go for some, like, well, we got a loud airplane overhead. Hope you can't hear that. Um, I'd go for something like a refined uh, land of the... Labyrinth like, of the Ancients. Thank you. World of Darkness. Experience. I'm sorry, guys. People still have to do mechanics for important parts, and there's no progressing at all, but it's not critical for everyone to do them, though it's better if they do. It's a fine balance. 
And Joey Azabayan says, this topic is common in Novice Network. Most people want Old Kent to just bend over even more, as in get easier. Mm-mm. Goes hand in hand with skippable cutscenes in a Realm Reborn MSQ roulette. I frankly want something right between extreme and savage with a bit of that Eureka PVE threat. <laughs> I think a lot of us want something like that that wasn't Eureka but had some some sort of threat. Like, what do you mean by threat? Like something that could possibly kill you. Like if you did Eureka, if you hit the wrong level mob, you were going to die. There's really nothing like that in the open world. Yeah, I get that. All right, Pia, is there anything else you want to add? I think that is it. Do you want me to do the outro? Oh, that's my thing. <laughs> so that is going to be it for this episode. As always, we've enjoyed hanging out with all of you live here on Twitch. Thank you for spending your time with us. Those tips made me laugh. I actually, I really would love to see those audio tips become a thing <laughs> during the podcast. I don't, like, I'll make Pete lower at 25 cents because it just <laughs> made me smile. Um, be sure to hit that follow button so you know the next time we'll be going live. And a great big thank you to everyone listening to the podcast through iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean. I hope you can hear me with this wonderful, scratchy, m- miserable voice I've got this week. Um, you really are the reason we keep making episodes. And remember, wherever you do listen, it would mean a shit ton to us if you gave our little shit podcast a rating or a review. Or, you know, tell a friend to check us out. Fading out with the compete. I'm Avi Ale. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.